Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, the Literature Podcast Castle. That's going to be the name of our podcast. I'm Claire. I'm Ty. I'm Jenny. And I'm Ava. And we're just going to go around and say what we did for spring break to start off our podcast for the day. So I went to Hawaii. It was really nice and relaxing. I went to Florida. It was pretty hot there. For spring break, I went snowboarding. I went to Paris, London, and Madrid, and I saw a lot of art. Okay, we're just going to get right into it. Um, so this is Ava speaking, and I think there's definitely a lot of character experiences um, and some sort of internal conflict in both The Glass Castle and um, Catcher in the Rye. In The Glass Castle, I think every single character in the book has internal conflict on whether, like for the kids, it's whether what they're doing, what their dad is and mom are doing is right or wrong. Because that's all they know. That's all they've grown up with. And then the parents are just trying to kind of navigate wrong life. But they know that what they're doing is wrong. And they're making their kids suffer for it. And then I think, like, Jeanette is trying to figure out, like, her role model, her dad, is, like, bad or good. She's trying to figure that out. But her other siblings kind of know that what their parents are doing is bad. And then for Catcher in the Rye, obviously we know the main character is going to have a mental breakdown and he's trying to convince himself that what he's doing is fine and that he's going to turn out all right. But failing out of like five schools is obviously not fine and he's going to suffer the consequences for that soon. So I could definitely say, um, I think it's Holden. He's having a moral dilemma and his self-identity is changing. Yeah, that was great, Ava. I definitely see the trauma in the Glass Castle that these kids go through definitely affect their um, internal conflict. Internal conflict, sorry. This is Claire speaking. And I was just going to say, like, them throwing out, them constantly packing up and moving and never really settling, like, kind of sets that rocky foundation for them all throughout their lives. And it definitely can lead to, like, it really affecting them like whether it's school meeting new people like making decisions since they've grown up with this influence like Ava said knowing whether it's good or bad obviously I see from the father it seems like he cares and the mother but just their way of having these kids grow up is really rocky we also see a lot of trauma with um Jeanette with the fires it's clearly affected her and now she's become almost obsessed with fire as we see um She's burned by the boiling hot dog water and then later in a fire at the hotel. And then also, like, them constantly packing up and moving, you know. They threw the cat out the window and then at a point Jeanette fell out of the car and they je- she had a moment where she generally think her family wasn't going to come back for her. And that can be, like, really hard to deal with, especially at a young age, like, not knowing whether or not, like, I don't know. <laughs> Here you go, Ty. And going off of that, I feel like the trauma that's being built is clearly from the parents and how, like, the mom's always running from her responsibilities and doesn't want to be, like, in charge of, like, her family and taking care of her kids while the dad is always, like, running from, like, people he's conning, whether it's, like, at the casino where he was, like, counting the cards to make money or just, like, having a job and then quitting. And I feel like the parents have, like, a personal struggle with, like... A conflict against society as they don't like follow what most people do and with the dad you see there was a story about Lori getting stung by a poisonous scorpion 
on page 13 and it said that she had gone into convulsions and her body had become stiff and wet with sweat but dad didn't trust hospitals so he took her to a Navajo, Navajo witch doctor who cut open the wound and put a dark brown paste on it and said some chants and pretty soon Lori was good as new because he doesn't trust doctors and then the mom you could there was later where she was just saying how she wished she could only paint all day and didn't want to have to be responsible and it like isn't set up well for the children where if they can't embrace the society this creates um what it sets up for the children they won't be a functioning part of society and it would just create a cycle where they're just like not like homeless kind of but just like not functioning properly and like that causes like internal struggles and they can't develop correctly yeah i feel like Jeanette definitely experiences moral conflict unlike holden i feel like he the his problem is that he doesn't see anything wrong with what he does or how he's living life and i feel like um, Jeanette and Holden are both unreliable narrators for different reasons. Holden being that he likes to lie and he's very manipulative. And Jeanette being that she's just so she's so young that she doesn't understand the motive behind what her parents are doing. She knows that it's wrong. So she does experience moral conflict. But she reminds me of Scout um, from To Kill a Mockingbird in a way because... In um, the 1960s, when Scout was witnessing her father defend this black man, she had a sense of morals being that this was right and this was wrong, but she didn't understand where everyone's hatred was coming from. Just like Jeanette, she she didn't understand why her family was in debt, which is what was causing her to move all the time. Um. Going to the narrative conflict, I'm not going to pick from the first three, but I'm going to pick person versus fate and destiny this is more talking in the future tense because of the foreshadowing we saw in the beginning of the glass castle i think these kids have all the odds like built against them um like living in poverty never having a stable home never really being in the school system and we see that they turn out to be successful human beings in the real world and having real world world jobs so i'm curious to see how this glass castle is gonna turn out and how they're gonna overcome their fate and destiny i mean i'm sure through hard work these are obviously very intelligent kids already but they don't really know how to function in the real world so my predictions are they're probably going to go against the parents in some way because that's kind of the only option since their parents are so controlling and everything and manipulative. Even though it kind of seems like the parents have good intentions, they're obviously doing everything possibly wrong for their kids. And something I didn't like about this book so far is it just kind of seems a little repetitive. Like they kind of screw up and then they go to another town. I'm curious to see when it changes and when the kids actually resist against their parents rather than doing what they say all the time. Okay. So I think that as far as foreshadowing goes, the glass castle definitely gives us a look to what Jeanette's future is going to be like in the very first scene where she's seeing her mom um, digging through the dumpster as she's like 
driving by in a taxi. And I think that the repetition that Ava said, I think I agree. I think it is repetitive. I think that as Jeanette grows older, it will stop because maybe there'll be like a time skip and we'll see how she realizes what um, what really happened in her childhood and the reason for the trauma she had faced and like how dysfunctional of a family her she her mom and dad really were and I think it'll be interesting to read about like her realizing all of that as she gets older yeah I definitely agree with all those points I definitely think like it's really hard to build a foundation especially being an eight-year-old and being born and raised in that kind of like hostile environment even though their parents like for example in the book the dad you know tries to teach them life lessons and like make them feel like as normal as possible and almost convince them that like this is the best way to live life like I'm gonna make everything good for you guys like in the book one of the parts about it was Christmas and he decided to give them stars and like convince them that this is better than no plastic toy I'm giving you an actual star which we all know I thought that was actually really thoughtful and like but I definitely think there's different ways that you can interpret that part of the story and I also think it's very repetitive like I'm curious to see when we're going to see like a change of dynamic and like something is going to twist because right now what I'm reading is it's all pretty much the same adding on to the part about the star I thought it was like a very thoughtful lesson life lesson and you see when the mom talked about the tree that was like bent from the wind, how that's its true beauty. And when the she tri- the girl tried to make a sapling like straight so it wouldn't turn out different, not like a normal tree, the mom told her not to. And so it's like their parents, like they have good lessons to teach them, but they can't get past like they don't change or like evolve at all. And it's like uh, the mom's mother who has like a lot of money in a large house the dad always gets in a fight with her and refuses for them to live with her and they'd have a better life like a better upbringing as they wouldn't be moving all over and would have a chance to build connections and not always be in like new situations and but he refuses the change and like holds his pride more important than what's best for his children I think that the parents while they can be like good-hearted are selfish and like refuse the change I think um, going off Ty's point, I think a lot of the problems stem from purely um, Rex Walls, the dad's ego, and his obvious moral dilemma. So, I I mean, I got to page 90, and it said they eventually do go to Phoenix. But, I mean, all this trouble and, like, burns and scorpions, it's all just because of the dad's ego of refusing to go to a... An, they have an option right there for the kids to go live a happy life and go to school but it's all because of the dads yeah I definitely think it's also super repetitive like the dad is never learning from his mistakes and that's like a terrible life lesson to teach their kids obviously no he knows that like what he's doing isn't working out and it just keeps happening again So I'm very curious to see when he finally will learn or the kids do something because we do know that Jeanette will eventually be able to have a life of her own and she finds her mom on the sidewalk digging through the trash cans. So I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. I think that's the end of our podcast. Thank you.